what we are doing here, we are really bringing the message and the wisdom that the Buddha had experienced dealing with his life for 2600 years ago. And also, when you look at it, Buddha's wisdom, some people may think, oh, it's a Buddha, he has no problem. Apparently, it's not true. Buddha went through just like ourselves with all variety of problems. And uh, he has to struggle and work and uh, came over again, over with them. So the struggles that he has to struggle is the emotions, such as hatred, jealousy, obsession, and all of those. He has to deal exactly like you and I are dealing today. He has to do the same thing. And that's why his wisdom that he left 2,600 years ago is so useful for us because it is the he who also dealt exactly like what we do today. And um, so it is his experience. To me, Buddhism is not really a religion in the sense what we here in America do understand about the religion. A lot of people will say Buddhism is just a way of life. It's not a religion. A lot of people will argue it is a religion and you know and if I say Buddhism is not a religion, so probably a lot of my friends and colleagues will be a little angry with me. And um, they may say, well, then what the hell is that? <laughs> or something, you know, you never know. And also, if I don't say it is not a way of life, then it's really the essence, what they really talk about is way of life. Way, how do we face? our daily problems that are more internal struggles rather than talking about outside external struggles. They are talking about internal struggles much more than external struggles. So it is a way of life too. So it was interesting. I don't know how many years ago, a few years ago, his Holiness the Dalai Lama was visiting the United States those days, two years ago. And um, he had a Larry King interview, Larry King live interview. And whatever the conversation between the, His Holiness and Larry, it was, you know, half politics, half religion, whatever it is. And then at the end of that, the other half, half hour, the two other people showed up on that Larry King interview, and the one 
is, is a Californian congressman and the other is uh, actor Richard Gay. So the first question Larry King put to Richard Gay is see, Mr. Gay, you are, the, I mean, he called Richard Buddhist. Rigid Buddhist. So, yeah, what is Buddhism? Is it a way of life? Or is it a religion? Or what is it? And he said, all of the above. So, it's somehow, I thought, it's an interesting answer. So, when I sort of raised the issue tonight here, it is a way of life or religion or what of thing. And he said, all of the above. So I thought it is quite an interesting answer. But if I if I myself is the if they put a question to me, I'm I mean tempted to say it is a way of life rather than religion. That's my temptation. But if I say that I'm not sure whether I'm whether I'm right or wrong, I'm not sure. So I won't say it because you didn't ask me. I'm lucky. <laughs> So, but whether it is way of life or religion, whatever it is, it is based on the personal experience that he went through, just like us, and how did he handle. So he found, according to him, now here, according to him, the, all this trouble, like an obsession, hatred, the jealousy, and all of them, where are they coming from? That is the question. You know, when I'm talking this, there's a something which is already established to the minds of uh, audience. Do we have sufferings and the pains? We all know already we do. And we also raise question where it is coming from. Is it just uh, there or with no cause, nothing, or is it somebody made it for us or what it is? So you already knew it is caused by our own negative emotions. Sort of, I'm presuming you knew all of those. At least you heard and the question that you raise and you may not be confirmed, but you are thinking those lines. Now, when you are talking about the ego, the question rises, where are those negative emotions are coming from? That's the question. Where did that come from? Is it somehow popped up all of a sudden? Or is it something that we've been carrying throughout, if you think of reincarnation? Or is it somehow God decided to give us? Or, or is it come as a package with life? Or what is it? That's the question. So the Buddha's finding is, this is, of course, we brought this as addiction. 
We call, Buddha called this an addiction. We are addicted to hatred. We are addicted to the obsession because we keep on doing it. But where they come from? What caused them? Well, we may think, yeah, the person irritated me and so it developed anger, anger becomes hatred. Or it is very attractive and disjusive, so it developed attachment and that becomes obsession. Or we may say that. That may be true to a certain extent. But the simple attraction and the simple irritation cannot shake good human beings such as yourself. Not that easy to shake. Simple irritation and the simple attraction. So then what is it? Of course additions make it develop very easy. But where does it really come from? That was the subject. So according to the Buddha, what the Buddha calls is ignorance. He calls it ignorance. So traditional Tibetan Buddhist books or teachings, you hear them, see them always ignorance. And then you will hear the preachers as well as the professors always try to explain it is not ignorance of not knowing but the ignorance of wrong knowing. You hear that all the time. Did you hear me? So I, this fellow, chose to call this ego. Because you know, ego is a, a, such a word psychologists have produced for a purpose. But that purpose was uh, to build a self-esteem, am I right? And uh, even more whatever. But the public doesn't use that way. Public says, oh, it's your ego talking. It's your ego doing this. And that's your ego. So turn into a, something rather different than in public usage than what the psychologists really have in mind when they first created this world. So I'm taking a shelter under that a public opinion of uh, the public perception of ego, not a public opinion, public perception of ego, which is uh, something not really a good, right? That was the general understanding, am I right? You know, help me, because I, this, this language is not my mother tongue. Uh, neither I learned this language at all. So it is just picked it up in the street. So that's why I have, yeah, really true. Uh, I have, this is my personal problem. And uh, I'm a, such a lazy person. Uh, really, I never want to learn, never want to learn, you know, because, because you know, learning English is a big difficult. You know, it's for me two problems, learning English and losing weight. <laughs> are the two biggest problems that I face. Personally, that's what it is. So learning, the, both problems are coming from the same source. It is couch potato. 
But, you know, so I'm a lazy person, so I don't want to learn. So, it is really true, uh, to a certain extent, uh, but, uh, but my laziness is slightly different anyway. So, I'm taking that advantage of uh, that people's perception of ego, and uh, somehow people doesn't really clear to the ego. So, I'm using what the Buddha calls the ignorance, it is a 2600 years word, so it is translated to two or three different languages from the original Sanskrit into either Chinese or the Japanese or the Tibetan or the Mongolians or something. And when you really go around, and it comes down to very similar to what we call it ego. So, sort of not really knowing it very clearly, a lot of misunderstandings, plus a lot of confusions, and plus fear, all combined together. So I like to call that an ego. I'm sort of borrowing the terminology ego from sort of wherever, whoever's using. So I'm trying to identify it, it as a combination of uh, wrong knowledge, misconception, confusion, and uh, fear all combined together become a big lump, uh, which I will call me or I. I am the king or whatever that type of I, not really a I as I, the person. And before I decided to borrow the terminology, um, I used to call I Rinpoche. Rinpoche in Tibetan means precious, so I used to call I Rinpoche. I also used to call this uh, Queen Anne or Queen Bee, whatever, you know. So, used to call that. What does this one do? This one really have a lot of misunderstandings. We get, we get a lot of wrong perceptions. And the perception so much so that it drives ourselves crazy as though Every person in the world is against ourselves. Let's call, let me call it me. Every person in the world is against me, except I am here to make myself right. I am here to protect my own rights. I am here to protect me, otherwise, Everybody is here to push me down, to, you know, to overpower me, and all this perception we have. And that is an ego perception. Because if you ask the individual person individually, if Kathy is there to overpower me, or is Mary there to bully me? Is it John there to abuse me? And each and every one of them, when you look in the face and talk to, 
my answer will be no. But my general perception is every person who ever has face and name there to get me. It is my ego perception. Each and every individual are not there to get them. Particularly if you are there, if you have kids, and some of the kids may get very upset with you, thinking that you are bullying them or whatever. But the reality is you wanted to help them, make them better, but their perception is to bully them. And that is their ego perception. But don't go and tell the kids that's your ego, <laughs> they will get more angry. <laughs> but you know really, just to give you an example, and it is easier if you have children who doesn't listen to you very much, and you think that it'll be easier than try to think of your own parents. Because you probably think you're absolutely right. The parents are wrong. But when you yourself is a mother or father, and when you try to tell your teenage boy, some of them don't listen to you, and try to do something funny, and when you say so many terms, and they probably think they're bullying you. So if you think from that angle, you'll see better. But if you think from your angle, your parents is abusing you, you're probably going to agree. <laughs> say, that's right. And so, so you don't see the ego at all. So when you look the other way around, you'll see the ego. It's the same thing with love too. When your parents, and when you're looking from your mind, from your window, from your window, when you're looking to your children, how much you care? And that is really love. There's no strings attached for whatsoever. You really wanted your kid to be the best. And you really wanted to help them. You really wanted, you know, you wanted to make your kid the best in the world. That is love. But if you look from the other window, from the kid's window, you're abusive and you are not understanding, you didn't get it, or you know, all these things. We do the same thing to our parents when you look at it. So that is ego comes over. I am right, but my mom still thinks I am 11 years old. That is ego perception. And ego identify as me. Because ego makes, ah, I better do this. You know, some people do so funny things, right? You know, don't do one straight, but like to cover up, do funny things. Why, why they're all coming from? The ego, ego think I'm protecting myself. You do funny things to cover up your wrong deeds and do funny things. Are you with me? We do that very often. These are all ego. I would like to help myself. I would like to help myself by doing the right things. Ego would like to help myself. Help by doing the wrong things. Ego drives us sometimes so much so that they make us almost like a porcupine, ready to shoot 
anything. You know that little animal called porcupine? Ready to shoot and really put them together, ready there, because it gets to give you perception that the whole world is against you. Well, if it's Saddam Hussein's ego, probably it's right. <laughs> but but otherwise, otherwise, there'll be nothing, you know, for the whole world is against anybody. Even to Saddam, even get a lot of supporters, you know. That's why we keep on losing American lives every day, except the heat. Unfortunately, one or two died yesterday, the heat, right? So, so even Saddam, there is, you know, it's not the whole world is against. So it's, it's impossible. But we get that perception. But that's ego making us. Also ego pushing us, you know, use any excuse. There's a tremendous struggle between ourselves and our ego. Ego identify as me. Do not let me use anything that I wanted to do because ego bullies. Ego is a bully. Bullies all the time. We are so much self. It's that wonderful, compassionate, caring, and natural. Simple too. Simple too. Yesterday, I had to go to somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Iowa. Some friends is getting married, so I have to go there and get married. Then, although the retreat was just over there before yesterday, I had to fly six in the morning yesterday and get back 12 midnight. So, what I'm doing in the middle of nowhere in Iowa, so the nearest plane where I could land it is Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So I had to drive through the Dakota, Iowa, and Nebraska, and Minnesota. <laughs> so drive around. So while going through all these uh, little villages, and over there, this is the really the good old American village where they, uh, they, I don't think they call it a village, but whatever they call it, you know, symbol city, honor city, and uh, all of those is really a good old American value, or I don't know, whatever, a good old American star, the symbol city and the niceness and, you know, and that devotion and as well as patriotism or a lot of American flags flying everywhere, so, and all of those. And as a sort of, you know, really, these are the nice, good old people. I don't mean old by age, good old people. And uh, so, there is this simplicity, there is a nice, there is the kindness, there is the compassion, there is the willingness of sharing the real good quality of it there. But the more we become sophisticated, and with that much ego becomes sophisticated, and it becomes more difficult to deal with it. So the really simple, good, kind, honest, straightforward, caring, loving, that's 
goodness of the human quality as you see in their simple life too. It was really, I thought, it was great for me yesterday to go through with all this middle of nowhere, but with all these nice people, you know, sort of really thought a real good America, you know. And that is the good quality of the human beings we have. But our ego makes it different. And then, you know, you get all this. All this hatred is, you know, it's bad, not out. And America does believe and, you know, compassion and caring and love and all of those are there. But unfortunately, what had happened on the September 11th made everybody, you know, and uh, that is a reality. Absolutely, we've been hurt. I mean, we never thought someone will come and uh, hit in New York and Pentagon. So, but did. And that really shook us up completely. And uh, then had that idea of, you know, hatred and all this. If it is good old America, the true America would love and compassion. The preemptive business would never would have flied at all. But the September 11th made it fly because it's suddenly the ego took over of everywhere. We have to get them before they get up. But then, did we really get the right person? And everybody said, oh, well, also maybe Latin is the one. Everybody says, we didn't get him, did we? No? No. But we got it. the old Iraq, whatever, the ex-Iraq, or whatever you call it. We got them. And we got the Afghanistan. But that's really our enemy. Sometimes when ego push you, we do that. And that ego of our leaders and ourselves, just don't blame the leaders alone, and ourselves too. We all went together and had that done, whatever it is. That is ego work, I'm sorry to say. And I don't know how many we got killed. I mean, we killed them. I mean, and the problem in Afghanistan is still not over. And Iraq plus, which we created. And then talk about other sufferings in the world, what's happening in them. Every part, you know, almost everywhere. It's terrifying now. You look in Africa and you see how much problem there. You look in, even in Southeast Asia, how many problems there. You look, we look in the, forget about the Middle East, of course there's a source of a problem. Even beyond India, Pakistan, everywhere. It's just simply the ego of everybody is getting there. Unfortunately, the ego of uh, Yasser Arafat is no less or more than the ego of Sharon. Oh, and this is the unfortunately 
the world is running by a lot of powerful ego. And because ego really does not look carefully. Ego doesn't see it properly. Ego overpowers ourselves completely. As I said, Americans, when you really look at it, basic American quality, the simple people in the plains of the Midwest, when you drive through, you really see them. Nice, kind, compassionate ones. But we're not enlightened. When we thought we've been heard, so our it rises without any problem. Our anger rises without any problem. And when we don't deal with our anger, when we part, love, compassion has to go for holiday for a few years. Because we're hurt. Well, that's not time for love and compassion. Wait for a minute. You know, you go to you go and have a holiday for a few years. And let us deal with this first. So when you do this, and uh, so then this uh, hatred comes up. And uh, it doesn't say it is hatred. It comes out as a protection for me. It comes out as a protection for me. And I'm quite sure our leaders are honest and they think in that way. We are honest and we think in that way. It is a protection, we think that way. But when you're truly thinking, very carefully sit down and think, give yourself time. How can we really protect ourselves by, what we do, by, by, by doing what we did? Do we really change people's deep mind, either by killing them, or threatening to kill them, or giving them money and bribing them, do we really change their mind? The answer you come back honestly speaking, you will only change mind of a few thugs. Not a true, honest, People, you don't change their mind by threatening. If they're afraid, they may agree, go with you. Or if they're giving money, they may follow you. But their mind, true mind, will not change. So, whatever we did or dream, we create more problem for us. You know, we remember the days that the world, every individual in the world loves America. America the beautiful, America the great. It is the great source of freedom, equality, individual rights, all of those. Unfortunately, today outside the world, outside the United States, and they don't love us anymore. We'll say proudly, I am an American before. Now you have to think, 
who is this guy? Is an extreme Muslim or somebody? Extremist or something? Do I show my passport to them or not? And to this point, it is the ego state, our own ego state. It is the compassion. If it's working, it is result and the consequences will be different. If it's the true ourself, true self, we do the right. But the true self has no power to do or say anything because ego overpowers. Ego abuses true self so much. And we don't even see the true self. We don't really see the true face of the ego either. What happens is when we're in trouble, let's say if somebody accuses you in public, in your face, and call you here, team, huh? Who? Oh my God, you're telling me? Me? Team. That's one point where we see. Another point is when we're about to fall from a cliff. Oh, I'm going to fall. Oh, who, who's going to fall? Who's worried? We'll see moment. Otherwise, normally they cover together. So the ego does the whole business and the self goes to sleep or put to sleep. And when trouble comes, suddenly ego goes where and self has to wake up. Oh my God, I have to wake up and do that. So now what Buddha notices with great heart way, with great deal of difficulties, almost our negative emotions are coming out of that form. It is the me, 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 me business is the one. Me, me, me produces. My, 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 automatically provided, his, his, his. That a huge division we make. You, me, my, and yours. Yes, there is my, there is yours, but it's not that black and white. We're not in a war between yours and mine, but ego brings that into a war. My, how dare you to walk over my backyard. And all of those are the ego. To see the difference, ego had a very, very funny perception. It is according to Buddha, it is always wrong appearance. Ego sees everything. It appears wrong through ego. Ego perceives as wrong appeared. But I should not. I should perceive right There was a great master called Ah student and teacher, 
the teachers called Teloba, the students called Naroba. Ancient, ancient Buddhist crazy wisdom masters. And Naroba was searching for Teloba and found Teloba, a, a just crazy guy, a fisherman who are picking up fish and eating like that in life, gloving. So the Naro was wondering, is it just, it just a funny, crazy guy, or is it Teloba? So when he thinks that maybe Teloba, he asked him, are you Teloba? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he does something funny. So he think, I don't think this is Teloba. Are you not Teloba? No, 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 no. That's his reply is always like that. <laughs> so that's sort of a very crazy. Anyway, it is a, a one of the greatest Mahasiddhis. And uh, so many of the great high products are coming through these two teachers. And uh, one of the advice that Deloba has given to his student, Naroba, is this. Now we are Naroba. So he says, appearance will never strike you down, but the perception will let the perception go. That is his advice. So appearance, whatever may be, reality or not reality. We have all of them. But if you perceive everything as appeared, we get into trouble. So we will be under the service of ego. So what you really have to perceive, in other words, you don't buy everything they sell you. You got to have a very good used car dealer. <laughs> so if you buy everything what the used car dealer tells you, you will get the lemon cars. So that's what it is. I'm sorry, I hope I did work for your money, but I'll be happy to answer certain questions if you have it. Yes, sir. No. If we buy everything appears to us, we get into trouble. And that's why I said sometimes our appearance are wrong, particularly when it is influenced by our ego. It is like that we have a sunglasses and a title tell the white is a gray or light blue. We won't take the glasses off. You're right, but we don't see the reality. You know why? We have something called the mystery of life, which we cannot figure out. Where does that come from? What it is? All of them are a perception, appearance that we have. And we couldn't figure out what it is. And many times, it appears wrong as the reality itself, as though it is wrong. It appears in that way. 
a lot of appearance are quite wrong. I tell you what, one thing, when I look at you, and what it appears to me is a man, a nice man, and that was not wrong. But it also appears a man which will depend on nothing. I have to use some funny language here, but excuse me. And that will be man who is intrinsically existence, a intrinsically independent existent person that appears to me and that appearance is wrong appearance. You are not an independent. You may be independent financially or by yourself or something, but you are not an intrinsically independent at all because you depend, you are dependent. You depend on your identity that's your body. You depend on your mind, that's you, and you depend on your soul. So if there is no body, it won't, it not be you. If there's no soul, it not be you. If there's no mind, it will be your image, won't be you. So therefore, you, to be you, is a depend on all of those. Doesn't appear that way. Appears independent man. <laughs> you know, examples of what I'm giving you is I'm not even talking about the community. Yes, you de we depend on totally community and all that. But the example of what I'm giving you is your identity. The physical identity, the body, the mental identity, the mind and the consciousness or the soul. So without any one of them, we cannot exist. But appearance does not give you that at all. Appearance gives you independently existing me. And I'm saying that is wrong. Even appears that way, but it is wrong. It, even it appears it is right. But it is wrong. Appearance means it looks like, it shows you, it projects you that way. I mean, really what it is, if you look in this very carefully, and, um, and if you think about it, I mean, I just I don't expect you to agree with me. I don't expect you to draw a conclusion on that. But if you look at it, what it sees, when you look at somebody, some person, we will turn to see it. Neither the person will show it. It is the dependentness of the person's existence to its physical body, its mind, and its soul. It will not appear, not show it. Nor we feel it. it. Has to be honest for us. Nor we feel it. We depend. Because we all feel it. I did it, I got here, is I did it. That's what we feel it. That's the reality. But when you really look at it, 
And each individual say, hey, can I be what I am today without my body? This is crazy, but, but it's not possible. Can I be what I am today without mind? It's not possible. Can I be without my me or my soul, my consciousness? It's not possible. And that's why that this dependent does not appear anywhere when we're looking at the people. We will see the face, beautiful, ugly, young, old, and looks like it is, rather than it is taking some toes or whatever. And that's why I say that appearance is a fine. Let it be, appear, whatever it away, doesn't matter. But if we perceive as independent as it appears, and then it goes wrong. Well, you have to think about it. If it's your, your body, is it your body is you? I said I depend on. I didn't say I am. I'm talking about me, whoever I say, whatever that may be. So whatever I see, I perceive as me. The first when I'm thinking of me, what picture do I get? My face and myself because that's my identity. So we perceive this as me. But beyond the body, there is me. Beyond the body, there's my mind. But my body, I will say my body is not me. I am the combination of the, that is the point. I am the combination of having a body, having a mind, and my soul. That's why there's nothing disagreeing here. So, but what I'm, what we are talking here is appearance of body as me is wrong. That's the point. And if we accept that, we can be wrong. No, it is incomplete part and parcel of it. So that's what we're talking about. It. That is the problem. What this the spiritual problem every mankind faces. Love is great. There's no, no, no argument with the love. Love is great. That's fine. But the point comes over here. That's what it is. Identity is the issue. Honestly. And that's why we have the ego here. Pretend to be me. And then me here is a somehow couldn't function very well, except when there's a trouble, when I talked to you earlier, when you're accused in public sort of embarrassment, or when there's some clip we are going to fall. And then we get that. Let it take a few years to think on that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Even a life is not too long at all, too short, honestly. Well, that's why this spiritual journey is so difficult. Thank you. I'd like to know if you um, consider the ego completely separate from self-esteem. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Please, 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 please. Self-esteem is we need it, and uh, ego is we don't want it. That is another confusion we get, yes. But you know, that is because those psychologists' problems. 
<laughs> they call that ego, that's why you have a problem. I'm just joking. I'm making jokes. It's an absolutely joke I'm making. So try to be funny, but it's not really. <laughs> Something to think. Ego me, what it is, body, mind, soul. And also when you have a spiritual journey, who is going? Me? My body, oh, and we're becoming quite serious in here, actually, actually. So we talk about we're not simply superficial now. We're getting a little bit deeper down. So who is really going, and going to where? And all of those are the issue. So you know, I have a little booklet. We name that. Odyssey to freedom. So it's not Odyssey for nowhere, <laughs> but Odyssey to freedom. So where we're going, what are we doing, what are the steps involved, and uh, what it is. And so, so then the question really comes, who is going? And where, who, what? And that's a usual question, whom, what, from where, you know, and all of those. And um, we really touched it quite a deep. Thank you. <laughs>